Welcome to the Situation Report for Monday, February 13th. This is Lieutenant Colonel Murray. What a nut roll. The entire week, well, last week was a complete nut roll. It started out with the whole balloon thing, and then it, it ended with UFOs. And it's all narrative. It, this the, the proof in all of this being narrative is that every single object, quote-unquote, that they've shot down has been over water and they haven't recovered anything. And nobody, you can't find anybody who's actually saw the damn things with their own eye or own eyes or with a camera. It's all narrative. It's all distraction. Just like the military came out today and said they, they won't rule out that any of the objects they shot down weren't alien. When was the last time the military acknowledged UFOs other than the, the one F-14 pilot way back five, six years ago that described an object he saw that looked like a Tic Tac. That's the only time in the last 50 years that the military's acknowledged that anything was alien. And now all of a sudden, just like Biden's lawyers, they find a conscience and they report that Biden had classified information or that aliens actually exist. Come on. You know better than that. This is all narrative and spin. They're trying to distract us away from what's really going on in front of us. One of those things is this de derailment that happened in Ohio. Evidently, the toxic effects of, of the uh, vinyl chloride, I think it was what, what it was. Literally, it's killing, it's killing livestock. It's killing pets. It's killing fish. It's in the Ohio River. And supposedly, the whatever the chloride was that burned turns into acid in the air, and it's causing all kinds of environmental problems. Where's that the new cycle? That's just one story. What's going on in Ukraine? What's what's why have we forgotten about the Nord Stream admission that we blew it up? All of those are way more important than a balloon, and. I talked about the balloon before, but it bears it bears mentioning again. Because all of anytime you see the mainstream media interviewing senators about balloons, you know that it's complete BS. Anytime you get a full narrative of us shooting down some kind of an object, then think about it this way. Roswell happened in 1947. Supposedly, there was two UFOs that collided over Roswell and crashed into a into a farm. The U.S. military has not only protected that secret, but literally intimidated people from Roswell for for almost 70, 80 years. And you're telling me that all of a sudden the military is going to start disclosing this information. I'm sure all the, the UFO disclosure people are doing backflips right now. I don't see it that way. I see this as nothing more than spin and disclosure to create yet another boogeyman, just like COVID, another boogeyman that they can use to take away more of our rights. And the fact that the fact that you have a sitting senator, Ron Johnson, talking about a balloon being used to, to send an EMP generator over to our shores is stupid. Let me let me address this one more time so people understand the military aspects of this, because 
this balloon theory is nonsense. It's nonsense for a variety of reasons. Let's start with delivery system. Yeah, we have a gap between 50,000 feet and the edge of space. We've had that gap for years. We've also known for years that we had intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance, ISR assets over our heads for almost 70 years. We have known that because we have signed treaties that have allowed our enemies to fly satellites over our sovereign soil to make sure that we were abiding by the START treaties. When we signed the START treaty with the Russians, we literally said in the treaty that we would break up B-52s at Davis-Moffin and we would lay the parts next to the fuselage so they could fly over and verify with a satellite that we were complying with all of the agreements within the START, the start um, treaty. One of those was we would destroy a specific number of B-52s from Davis Moffat so we couldn't bring them out of mothballs and use them again. And literally, if you drive around Davis Mothin, you will see B-52s chopped up and laying all the parts laying right next to the fuselage. All of that was done because of a treaty. They don't need balloons to collect intelligence on us. And that's just one aspect. When you look at the you look at the bigger picture of logistics and balloons, you're betting a hell of a lot. Moving a high value asset like a nuke, which is predominantly what you would use to generate an EMP burst. And we we accidentally discovered electromagnetic pulse when we did atmospheric detonations of nuclear weapons in the 50s. That's how we figured it out in the first place. And we spent a tremendous amount of money in an apparatus defending, building defenses against an electromagnetic pulse. And 10 years ago, the buzzword in, in pretty much every DOD hallway was EMP because we were worried about one of our adversaries using a satellite-generated EMP to neutralize all of our communications. Logistically, it's not possible. But you're talking about putting an EMP generator or a nuke tethered to a balloon, and you're going to float it in the atmosphere thousands of miles and then detonate it. Do you realize how stupid that sounds? Number one, nukes are heavy. Number two, you need a big enough yield to cover most of the U.S. And it has to be high enough so that line of sight would cover most of the U.S. You're talking about the edge of space. So you're going to have to have a burst or some kind of electromagnetic pulse that's so strong from that altitude that it basically fries everything electronic on the ground. Even solar flares, massive solar flares, haven't caused that widespread damage. You're talking about a massive EMP pulse. You're not going to get that by tethering a fucking golf ball to a balloon and then detonating it over the United States. And that's about all you can carry under one of those balloons. It's pretty much a golf ball. So this whole concept of they're going to use a balloon to do this is stupid. They have way, way more effective delivery systems. They have stuff in space that they can use to do a lot of different things, but they don't need to EMPS 
to take out of our, our power grid. They can do it through a cyber attack. They took out the FAA. The FAA was taken out by a quote-unquote computer, computer glitch. One day, everything grounded. They don't need a balloon to do that. They have a spy in the White House. They don't need to do anything else. They have a controlled asset there. Why would they waste the time and energy? I still say... We launched the damn thing from Alaska, put it in the jet stream, and let it fly over our country. And we told the, the military, told the alternative media, or the CIA did, and off to the races the world went. Look at how much distraction came out of one balloon. It's retarded. And now they're, now they're saying that they're shooting down UFOs. Come on. It's It's dumb. This whole conversation is dumb. The things that we should be focusing on right now is what's going on in Ohio with that, eco that ecological disaster. What's going on in Ukraine? What's going on with the massive amount of sudden unexplainable deaths and debilitating side effects on these vaccines that no one's talking about? Just over the weekend, literally, I heard three or four more people that I know have died shortly after getting a booster. Do you think I really care about an alien invasion? Really? What am I going to do about it anyway? So here's some advice. Turn off the mainstream media. Don't watch the news. Don't, don't even waste your time on local news. And live your life. You're going to be happier. You're going to be less less agitated, and you're definitively not going to have nearly the amount of BS in your life that you do right now. It'll save you a lot of time and energy. You, you can trust me on that one. That, that one is no-brainer. Now, I'm going to respond to Nick Dial because I got a long comment on my uh, February 3rd sit rep talking about Colonel McGregor. And I'll say this. Nobody really knows what the ground situation is in Ukraine. No one. The only people that probably know definitively what's going on is our military intelligence apparatus. Otherwise, no one really knows what the ground truth is. But I share the opinion that the Ukrainians are not going to win. I also share the opinion that a lot of their equipment was destroyed within the first three months of the battle. In every situation like that, though, you're literally trying to assess what you're seeing from multiple sources, and not all those sources are reliable anyway. You can't trust anything the Russians are telling you. You definitively can't trust anything the mainstream media is telling you, and you can't trust anything Zelensky's saying, because most of his, um, most of his cabinet has either left the country or resigned. There's no part of that that ends well for Ukraine's government. Now, when, how, where the collapse happens, that's anybody's guess. I thought it was going to happen last year. I really thought that Ukraine was not going to, they, they weren't going to be able to hang on. And I said that because of the logistics situation, right? They couldn't move anything by road. They couldn't move anything by air. So they were forced to move stuff in small vehicles and troops in small vehicles and you can't fight a war like that. You need to be able to move troops in mass. And everybody keeps talking about how the Russians can only move things via rail. 
that might be true. But the piece that people are discounting is the fact that you have, they have control of the air. And because they have control of the air, you're not flying anything in there. And we're not flying any jets in there. We're not flying any aircraft in there. We're not giving them any aircraft. Every bit of our doctrine for the last 70 years has been around dominance of the air and space. Literally. If you have air superiority or air supremacy, like we did in the first Gulf War, like we did in the second Gulf War, you move troops with, imp with impunity. They don't have bombs on their head. Now, the only wrinkle in that whole situation is the drones. And I've talked about the drones at nauseum. It's a new aspect of warfare that we never really anticipated. We've never built around. We don't have any countermeasures for it. And it'll be like IEDs. We'll have to build rapidly a, a host of countermeasures around it in order to um, in order to counter that threat. And if you look at what we did just with IEDs in Iraq, it took a tremendous amount of resources to counter that threat. Not just not just money, time, and, and equipment, but a lot of resources to find the bomb makers, to identify the bomb makers, and then eliminate the bomb makers. It was a big deal. And we we don't plan for the next war. So somebody sent me um, some videos and some analysis by a doctor or a sorry a general officer his last name was uh Klost, i think and he talks about how we don't we haven't planned for the next war we that's not what we do we've never planned for the next war that's that's why we got caught with our pants down when the Iraqis moved to an asymmetric war and were using IEDs as standoff weapons during the Iraq war, we were completely unprepared for it because our vehicles were not hardened against landmines. And even in up-armored vehicles, they weren't hardened, right? You're just bolting on armor. And the Humvee was not really mine-resistant anyway, even the, even the armored Humvees, but it's what we had. And it'll be the same kind of a situation if we go head-to-head -head with the Russians. We'll have to quickly and decisively counter a lot of those technologies that we hadn't accounted for, just like cyber. Cyber is a new aspect of fifth-generation warfare that is a, a, a piece of the fight. The other piece of the fight that nobody's accounting for is the cultural aspect of the war, right? In every war past, even in Vietnam, the cultural narrative was dictated by the mainstream media. Nobody trusts the mainstream media. No one. So they don't have the same effect that they did before, but you still have social media and the elite have used the social, social media to high effect with some of the younger generations in order to sell the Ukraine war. But even that is waning because as the stories get more and more insane and people are using more and more discernment, you're seeing more and more people questioning the narratives. And today, literally... Police in Ohio are arresting journalists for reporting on the the situation there. So that should tell you that the situation's way worse than they want you to know it is, than they than they're telling you. And oh, by the way, they're arresting journalists. That's not something we do in this country. But that should tell you the state of affairs. Everything you're seeing is a complete lie. Everything you are seeing is a lie. And oh, by the way. 
Now the water supply for what, three states, four states is affected because of this spill? That's not a good thing. Imagine that happens to Lake Mead or it happens to Lake Pleasant here. You're talking about millions of people affected by drinking water that's no longer drinkable because it's 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 highly toxic because of acid. There's there's a lot more going on than the balloons. There's a lot more that's more that you need to be paying attention to other than UFOs. And it's just like UFOs are like nukes. You're not going to know until they start coming out of the sky. And until one lands in my front yard, I, I'm not going to buy into the narrative even then. Every bit of what you're seeing is scripted. Right down to Elon Musk and Murdoch sharing his suite at the Super Bowl. That is not a, a random event. That is a very well scripted and very, very well rehearsed event. And my guess is, it's a well-scripted event so that they can add more credibility to Murdoch and bring back some, some credibility to Fox News. You want to bring back credibility to Fox News? Fire every liberal and get rid of Paul Ryan and get rid of both of Murdoch's sons. One of them's already gone, but you get rid of the other one and you put real conservatives in there that really are telling the truth and get rid of the CIA, then Fox will have some may have some credibility. But the damage is already done. You won't get anybody from the other side of the fence to come over and listen to Fox News, no matter how much truth they're telling. And the proof is in the, the Biden laptop. They've come out now and said that the laptop's real. Hunter himself has admitted as much the laptop's real. But there is still a host of people on the other side of the fence that still believe that it's Russian disinformation. That's how effective these narratives are. That's why it's so important to use discernment and stop watching the mainstream media and stop being gaslit by these people. This balloon thing is a perfect example of the reach that they still have and the amount of disruption they can put in the truth movement when real stories are starting to come out that are way more important for you to be paying attention to. One of which is this, this Ohio train wreck. That's a very, very deadly thing. And it, we'll see what it, what the effects are going to be on drinking water for four states. You're talking about millions of people affected by this. Why isn't the mainstream media talking about that? No, they're talking about balloons. Hopefully you can see the bigger picture here and realize that, look, bullshit has to be freshly packaged and well-delivered. And it has to be refreshed on a regular basis in order for people to continue buying it. If you look back at 9-11, post-9-11, you look at all the bullshit, the fresh bullshit that they published. Like they knew within three hours who who was flying the airplanes, where they came from, et cetera. That's some good bullshit because they still haven't figured out who killed Tupac, but they figured out in three hours who bombed the, who flew airplanes into the into the Empire State Building. Man, that's some good bullshit right there. And here's why I say 9-11 was bullshit. I'm a good pilot. I've flown low level at two, 300 miles an hour in a piston in piston engine airplanes. And I can tell you that low level in a piston engine airplane, especially a, a two-seat or a single-seat airplane, is incredibly hard. And it takes lots of practice to get below 100 feet and not run into something especially when you're doing two or 300 miles an hour, you are hauling ass. Now imagine 
that you're a student pilot. You barely can control the airplane. You can barely land the airplane. And a 172 at that. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting by the behind the controls of a 757 doing 350, 400 miles an hour. And you're descending at a high rate of speed. And you level out three to four feet off the ground and fly your airplane into in, down over a hill, level the airplane out within a few hundred yards of flying to the Pentagon. Even I couldn't do that. And I have probably 20, 30 hours in uh, three, seven sims. I can tell you that there's no way a student pilot flew an airplane that big with those kind of controls down. And, and that side of the Pentagon is literally faces a hill. So you have to fly down over the trees, down over the hill, level out over the freeway and fly into the building. There is no way a student pilot could do that. No way. Just like I find it very hard to believe the student pilots flying a 3.7 at 300 full throttle, 300, 300, 400 miles an hour, is able to hit a building with an airplane that big going that fast in the middle of a big city in almost center of mass in the, in the, in the building. Do you realize how hard that is? It's incredibly hard. And just that cursory amount of discernment literally would get you, would have gotten you ostracized. I would have lost. In fact, I did lose one job because I was having this conversation with somebody in the office. The next day I was walked out. How is that any different right now from any of the people questioning the COVID narrative, the vaccine narrative? any of the food narratives or any of the Ukraine narrative. How is it different? It's not. The bullshit is exactly the same. The cancel culture is exactly the same. It's just a different dress. And once you start looking at it from that perspective, you will stop paying attention to all this nonsense that you hear. I don't pay attention to anything that comes out of DC. Do you think I give two shits about any elected official scolding the former Twitter executives about anything. I do not. Because there's no amount of words that is going to hold them accountable. And by their own admission, by their own emails, the FBI was working with Twitter to censor people. Do you honestly think that the FBI is going to investigate themselves? And you notice that they're not talking about Facebook, Instagram, Google, or any other platform like Reddit, YouTube, they're not talking about any of those platforms. They're just talking about Twitter. And the censorship is across the board on every single platform. And you're going to sit there and tell me that somebody's going to be held accountable. They're not. So why would I give two shits about it? Nothing's going to change. It's all theater. And when you start looking at that, that whole area in D.C., with through the same lens, you will stop caring about what's said, what's done, and what's published because it's all nonsense. It's always been nonsense. It's always going to be nonsense. It's all theater, every bit of it. And that's why I don't pay attention to it. That's why after November 8th, I stopped paying attention to politics here in Arizona because it was the books were cooked long before November 8th. The entire narrative 
that was used by the entire legislature. And I mean, all of them, even though still Ben Toma, Sonny Borelli, Wendy, Wendy Rogers, we have to fix it. We have to fix it. We have to fix it. Oh, we'll get them next time. And literally all of them knew after November 8th, that their cases were not going to go anywhere. There is not a sitting judge on this planet that will remove Katie Hobbs and install, install Carrie Lake under any circumstances. And everyone knows that. Which explains why Carrie Lake spent three distinct trips down to Mar-a-Lago after November 8th. She was already being groomed. They were making deals to put her in the Senate in 2024. And how Trump thinks he's going to win in 2024, given that all of the swing states are compromised and that every single um, every single Republican state now is compromised, I don't see how he thinks he's going to do it. Every single state has been compromised. Maybe one or two that aren't compromised completely, but it won't matter. The oligarchs have privatized our elections. And the, the sitting elite in D.C. have allowed it to happen. So there's no amount of theater in D.C. that I'm going to pay attention to because it won't, amount, it won't amount to anything. And the proof in the pudding there is the fact that we still have January 6th people sitting behind bars that didn't do anything wrong. They were invited into congressional offices by the Capitol Police. That's why they don't release the tapes because it would implicate almost everybody in Washington, D.C. And more importantly, the theater that you saw on January 6, 2020, or 2021, was the entire apparatus lined up to maintain the status quo and get rid of Trump. And even Chris Miller was on MSDNC two weeks ago and said everything, it basically debunked everything that they said about January 6th in one very simple one very simple sentence. Trump did not order the troops. I did. I responded to the request that came from the mayor of, of Washington, D.C., and I deployed the National Guard and the troops. All their narrative, done. Insurrection Act, done. There was no amount of bullshit they could come up with that would have made any of that more real. You had the the... The former sitting Secretary of Defense saying to you, Trump did not sign the insurrection app. Trump did not request the troops. The mayor of D.C. requested the troops. We responded to it. It was a done deal. And Trump didn't make those kind of decisions anyway. That wasn't his decision-making cycle. That's all he said. Debunked every fucking word that they said for the last two and a half years. Why would you pay attention to that? It's all theater. They're controlled by the Central Intelligence Agency. Everything that they say is bullshit. Everything they do is gaslighting. There's not one thing the mainstream media or anybody in Washington, D.C. says that's real. Not even Marjorie Taylor. She's the new gangbang girl, so I don't even know why anybody's paying attention to her. My God, that display during the Speaker of the House uh, election, that was retarded. I'm looking to to Kevin McCarthy. I've gotten to know him and I'm looking I'm looking to him for guidance and and really looking forward to working with him as speaker. My God. If you threw a dollar on the ground, she'd be on her back and naked before you could even look down. Give me a break. Why would you pay attention to that? It's all nonsense.
Just like this UFO thing. Nonsense. Balloons. Nonsense. And look, if I'm wrong, we got bigger fish to fry anyway. But why worry about it? It's like the UFO thing. Why worry about it? It's like nukes. Why worry about it? Go live your life. Turn this shit off. Stop paying attention to this stuff. The stuff you, that you should be paying attention to is what's going on with the water in Ohio. What's going on with the environment? What's going on in Ukraine? What's going on with the deaths related to the COVID vaccines? That's the stuff you should be paying attention to. All the rest of it's noise. And notice how nobody's talking about China. Anybody know what the fuck China's doing in Taiwan? I'd sure like to know. Again, something else we won't know about until it's already done. So why would the military tell us about UFOs if they can't even tell us what's going on with China? Keep that in mind. And, you know, who would have thought that uh, the Partridge family would have generated such a huge response from my from my last sit rep? But, hey, you know, I uh, I thought it would be kind of fun. So uh, I'm going to end with another Partridge family song today. I'm going to end with I think I love you. God bless. One team, one fight. Better stay around and love you. Do you think I have a case? 